This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley. Season 3, Episode 13. Universera, The Missions and the Presidios of California. The recent destruction of statues and memorials across the United States has forced us all to reconsider our history. Some of those who were memorialized were undeserving of the honor, no doubt. In the case of Confederate leaders, the Confederacy lost the Civil War, and it's usually the victors who get to decide who receive such honors, not the defeated. So I never understood why those statues were erected in the first place. But the recent destruction of statues of Unipera Serra has given me pause. Unipera Serra was probably the most prominent Hispanic and Latino in American history, certainly in California history, but probably in American history also. His statue stands in the rotunda at the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., and it's been there for over 100 years. So he has been recognized both at a state level and a national level of being a man of great accomplishment and someone who changed the course of history of this country. So I was somewhat taken aback when his statue, first here in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park, and then in Los Angeles, in front of their founding church, Nuestra Señora de Los Angeles, was torn down. In today's podcast, we'll explore the history and contributions made by this Franciscan friar to the founding of the state of California, and more broadly, to the impact and the continuing impact that he's had on the United States. Junipero Serra was born 1713 in Petra on the island of Mallorca, Spain. He died in 1784 and is buried at the Mission San Carlos Borromeo de Carmelo in Carmel, California. He was canonized a saint in 2015 by Pope Francis in Washington, D.C. The Franciscan Order, of which he was a member, was founded in 1209 by St. Francis of Assisi. It is one of four mendicant orders of the Church, and its members strive to cultivate ideals of poverty and charity. Sarah founded the Mission Dolores, which was originally known as the Mission de San Francisco de Assis. He founded that mission here in San Francisco in 1776. And the city of San Francisco is named in honor of St. Francis of Assisi. Sarah was attracted to the priesthood at the early age of 15. Franciscan values include the reverence of the unique dignity of each person, to encourage trustful, truthful, and prayerful community of learning, to serve one another, society, and the church, to foster peace and justice, and to respect creation. These were the values that were laid down by the Order's founder, St. Francis of Assisi, in 1209. 
So with such a background and a lifetime of living those values, whether in Spain, Mexico, or California, how could this humble man, Junipero Serra, be vilified and criticized today? As a famous American broadcaster, Paul Harvey used to say, and now for the rest of the story. And it is a story that goes back to the very beginning of the Age of Discovery. With the discovery of the New World by Christopher Columbus in 1492, the European superpowers of the day, Spain, Portugal, France, England, and Holland, saw the Americas as a source of unparalleled wealth and power. A scramble began among the Big Five to carve out influence, to seize treasure, and to dominate the native peoples. Spain and Portugal were the first off the mark. Spain, under, under the leadership of Hernán Cortés, quickly seized the most advanced and wealthiest of the New World lands, Mexico, claiming it for Spain and calling it New Spain. The Spanish conquest of the New World began with the subjugation of the Aztec peoples in Mexico, and Cortes was named governor of New Spain by the King of Spain from 1521 to 1524. Spanish influence took hold throughout the Caribbean, Central America, and South America. But the crown jewel of all of the Spanish colonies was always Mexico. And with the seizure of Mexico, the Spanish began a long period of acculturating the native peoples, converting them to Christianity, and encouraging mass resettlement from Spain to Mexico. Spain's Mexican Empire and claims included present-day California, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, and Colorado. Then fast forward 200 years to 1749, and during the 200 years from the very beginning, 220 years from Cortes being named the governor of New Spain in 1521 to 1749, Mexico did not exercise or did not develop its claims to California, Texas, and to the other parts of the West. In fact, the only part of the West that they did lay claim to and develop in a small way was Santa Fe, New Mexico, which they founded in 1565. But that remained a lone and a very singular outpost in the Western, what became the Western United States. But in 1749, Junipero Serra, at that point he was a 36-year-old Franciscan friar, landed in Veracruz, Mexico, to begin a life's work of Franciscan ministry in the New World. For the next 18 years, until 1767, he founded missions in Mexico, north of Mexico City, 
and displayed great administrative and pastoral skills, which is an unusual combination, to be honest. Uh, usually one is either a great administrator, a great manager of people and budgets, or one is a great orator and a great pastor. But to have both of those skills is unusual. He also learned the native languages, and he preached the gospel in Spanish in the native languages, as well as converting Indians to Christianity. In 1767, the Viceroy of New Spain expelled the Jesuits from Mexico. The Jesuits had been active establishing missions in Baja California in the early 1700s. And those Jesuit missions in Baja California were turned over first to the Franciscans and later to the Dominicans, which is another Catholic order. In fact, today's international border between the United States and Mexico at California and Baja California was actually the jurisdictional line which was agreed to and drawn by the Dominicans and the Franciscans back in the 1700s to divide their religious territories. So even our very border, the border of the state of California with Mexico, has its roots in the missions and the Franciscans. So their influence in California is historic and it's very deep and very important. By 1767, Spain was concerned that foreign powers such as Russia, uh, and for instance, in Sonoma County, on the northern coast of Sonoma County, we have Fort Ross, which was a Russian trading settlement. The Russians would come down from, uh, from Alaska, and they settled in Sonoma County. They had a fort there and a Russian presence on the coast of Sonoma County. And, of course, England was active with its great Pacific fleet, discovering Australia, New Zealand, the South Sea Islands. They were also very active in Western Canada. And the Spanish were very concerned that either Russia, with their presence, or Britain, with their presence, would seize Upper California. Meanwhile, Spain had seized Mexico in 1518 and proclaimed its ownership to large swaths of the West. But as I said earlier, it never acted on those claims. It never settled the West. It never settled California. So for over 200, 225 years from the first arrival of the Spanish in Mexico, even though they claimed California, they never acted on their claim, with the exception of Santa Fe, New Mexico, which was founded in 1565, somewhat of an anomaly. Into this power vacuum on the West Coast, which was created by the expulsion of the Jesuits, stepped Junipero Serra. In 1768, Jose de Galvez, the Inspector General of New Spain, decided to, expend, to send explorers to Alta California. Alta California 
is present-day California. California in those days, under the Spanish, was separated into two regions, Upper California, Alta California, and Lower California, Baja California. So Jose de Galvez sent a band of explorers to Upper California to map it and to determine what areas would be the best for settlement. The strategic importance in light of foreign power interest in California caused him to plan four large military forts, Spanish military forts, or presidios, as they're called in Spanish, to site them in California. And namely, they were to be located in what are today the cities of San Diego, Santa Barbara, Monterey, and San Francisco. While none of those cities existed at the time, earlier scouting trips had identified those four locations as being ideal for settlements with large bays, which were easily accessed by ships, and active, numerous indigenous colonies of Indians in all four locations. Galvez tapped Junipero Serra and his team to accompany the military expedition to Alta California to establish the missions, and of course, the presidios. Given Serra's success creating missions in central, Cal in central Mexico, and this, his presence in Baja California with 15 Franciscan friars to take over from the Jesuits, it was an easy decision for Galvez to make. The expedition was led by, was led by Spanish explorer Portola, and the Portola expedition set out from the Loreto mission in Baja on March 9, 1769. It arrived in San Diego on July 1, 1769. The original expedition party consisted of 300 men, but it had dwindled to about 200 by the time they arrived in San Diego. But then, with great fanfare, on July 16, 1769, the very first of the Upper California missions was founded in San Diego. However, one month later, on August 15th, the new mission was attacked by a band of 20 Indians, and the Spanish soldiers fought back. And so, the conflict between the Indians and the Spanish began in San Diego. And that conflict between the native peoples of California and the Spanish soldiers would replicate itself across the western United States late into the 1800s as American settlers made their way across the prairies, the Rockies, and into California and the Pacific Northwest. On April 16, 1770, Sarah set sail from San Diego for Monterey. Monterey, at that point, was the capital of Spanish California, Upper California. It was a six-week, very slow voyage up the coast to Monterey. 
on June 3, 1770, Junipero Serra, Portola, and the whole expedition founded the mission of San Carlos in Monterey. And on June 29, 1776, the mission San Francisco de Assis, which is today known as Mission Dolores here in San Francisco, was also founded. Spanish law required that the mission be located adjacent to populated native people settlements. That also served the purpose of keeping the mission away from the military presidio with the soldiers who had a reputation for being cruel and sometimes mistreating the native peoples. In fact, here in San Francisco, Mission Dolores is about five miles away from the Presidio. The original Spanish Presidio in San Francisco continued to be a military garrison under Spanish rule, then under Mexican rule, and finally under American rule. And it continued as a, an American army base until 1992. So founded in 1776 and then finally closed in 1992, and today it is America's largest urban national park. That is the Presidio of San Francisco. That history keeps raising its head. The missions were primarily designed to bring the Catholic faith to Native peoples. Also, to organize them into a productive workforce, which would help with the growth of Spanish power and influence, and train them to take over the ownership and the management of the lands, and most importantly, to train them to be citizens of Spain and to be supporters of the Spanish Empire. Education and teaching of skills such as carpentry, modern animal husbandry, blacksmithing, more advanced agricultural techniques, etc., were taught by the friars to the native peoples who came to the missions. And for the most part, the native peoples came to the missions first out of curiosity and secondly out of out of an interest to advance and an interest in opportunity. The discipline at the missions was strict, as you might expect for anyone who's attended a religious school. I think you'll probably know what I mean by discipline being strict. And the converts to Catholicism could not come and go as they pleased once they were at the mission. Once they were trained, they were conscripted as forced labor, as plowmen, shepherds, cattle herders, blacksmiths, and carpenters, among other skilled labor. The mission served the economic and political purposes of the Spanish Empire, which at that point was still a significant empire. It was in decline, but it was uh, still a... Uh, a major player on the world stage. 
And the missions also, of course, served religious ends. But they did have, they did serve a political purpose, without question. The missions were self-sufficient in cattle and grain, and by the 1780s, they were exporting to Mexico their excess crops and cattle. The lifespan of a mission was limited. A mission was not to exist forever. The mission was to last for approximately 20 to 30 years, and at the end of that period, the mission would be phased out and secularized. That was always the plan, and many of the missions followed that plan. Once the surrounding Native peoples had acquired skills, had become self-sufficient, had set up their own farms, their own ranches, there wasn't the same need for the, the administrative and educational dimension of the mission. So missions were always seen to be a 20 to 30 year settlement proposition. They were not meant to be permanent institutions. The Franciscans also planted the very first vineyard in California at their mission in San Diego. Hence, Junipero Serra was known as the father of California wine. Serra was first and foremost an evangelist, but he was a very effective administrator and a pioneer. As an administrator, he had, well, first of all, he founded nine of the 21 missions. And as an administrator, he had this far-flung empire of missions spanning from San Diego in the south to San Francisco in the north, with hundreds of miles, almost 500 miles in between. And he was responsible for administering all of those nine missions from his headquarters in Monterey at the Carmel Mission. So he had budgets to administer and approve. He had um, dozens, if not hundreds, of Franciscan friars, which he had to manage. He also had to interface with the military at the Presidios in those four locations in San Diego, Santa Barbara, Monterey, and San Francisco. So he was a very skilled administrator. He had to be to interface both with the Spanish governors and with the Spanish military leaders. But first and foremost, he was an evangelist. His values were those of the mid-18th century, and they were frontier values, which were viewed which viewed from the vantage point of the 21st century, probably appear to be harsh and tough. I guess in today's parlance, we would probably call his approach tough love. Were his values any worse than any other American pioneers who, coming west, treated the native peoples with suspicion and, so, and sometimes cruelty? and vice versa. Native peoples were also suspicious and somewhat cruel to settlers. So was Junipero Serra somehow unique in these values? I don't know that, I don't think you can say that he was. But on the other hand, he did found these missions, and his goal was to improve the lot 
of the native peoples that he came into contact with. To criticize Junipero Serra and his approach to native peoples as bad is to reject the whole of the American move west during the 18th and 19th century. However, as a priest, and especially as a Franciscan, in the, in the tradition of St. Francis, tough love would be a, a, a very unusual concept for St. Francis of Assisi. And this is where Junipero Serra's administrative skills and dimension, as well as being an 18th century pioneer, distinguished him from his religious vocation and distinguished him also somewhat from St. Francis of Assisi in that respect. He orchestrated the development of missions that helped give birth to modern California. Ruben Mendoza, an archaeologist of Native people's cultures, and of the California missions, testified against removing Junipero Serra's statue from the U.S. Capitol in 25, and I quote, I ask this body to reconsider this politicized effort to minimize and erase one of the most substantive Hispanic and Latino con contributions to our national history. Both Mendoza and many other Hispanic and Latino historians are very proud of the accomplishments of this Hispanic and Latino leader, which Junipero Serra was and still is to this day. Serra founded nine of the 21 Catholic missions on the western edge of California, and all of the missions were connected by El Camino Real, the Royal Road. And that effectively, the Camino Real, according to scholar Stephen Haskell, is the spine of the state of California, and it still is today. They brought Christianity to the native peoples and a new way of life that centered around farming and ranching. Haskell called Sarah an indefatigable visionary and unyielding. And I guess in true pioneering tradition, those words, unyielding, indefatigable, visionary, they are words that you associated with the pioneer movement and successful pioneers. His goal was to make the native peoples of California citizens of Spain. Gente de razón, people of reason. There were contradictions in the mission story without a doubt. There were 300,000 native inhabitants of California when he arrived, and that was the largest native population outside of Mexico. In addition to the strategic and military value of California to the Spanish Empire, California was also a land of great natural wealth and great abundance. And Junipero Serra and the mission movement actually began to transform and exploit, in a good sense, that wealth and abundance for the benefit of 
not only the 18th and 19th century residents of California, but even for those of us who live here to this day. Father Sarah had many imperfections, noted California historian Kevin Starr, who was also a USC professor. Perhaps his canonization will teach us that even people who have flaws can be saintly. I knew Kevin. I knew Kevin Starr when he was the chief librarian here in San Francisco. He was a man of great judgment and great sympathy. And his message is one that stayed with me, which is, you cannot judge a person solely by their imperfections. My sources for today's podcast include the San Francisco Chronicle, Biography.com, Wikipedia, and Noticias de la Nueva California. Noticias de la Nueva California is one of two books which were written by Francisco Palu. Francisco Palu was the right-hand man of Junipero Serra, his contemporary, who actually did the heavy lifting and the founding of the San Francisco Mission, Mission Dolores. He wrote a biography of Junipero Serra, and so having had first-hand knowledge of Junipero Serra, he was able to commit that knowledge to writing. And that, of course, I would commend that to my listeners' attention if they are interested in pursuing more knowledge about one of the outstanding founders of California. This is Jim Herlihy signing off for the San Francisco Experience from San Francisco, America's favorite city. <laughs>